Welcome back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back, family. Again, it is Angelica Stanley, and I want to introduce you to our special guest. I'm so excited to introduce to you an author and resilience coach, Shanice Jones. Shanice Jones equips and empowers women to birth greatness from their womb. Shanice enjoys helping women heal from their past trauma, unveil their gifts and talents, and rediscover their purpose with the same formula she used to free her purpose as well. Shanice is the founder of I Am Her Healing Academy and nonprofit organization, as well as the author of Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. She has penned a playbook to help women learn how their soul affects the mind and body. This book is complete with mental, professional, and spiritual strategies that she has leveraged to coach women to discover who they are and what they are purposed for, as well as find the inner healing their soul was created to yearn for. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get all of the amazing contact information from Shanice, about Shanice, all of this great stuff um, found in the description below, okay, or in this podcast. Right now, I want you to really grab a pen and paper. I am so excited to introduce and bring forth, you know, it's an honor to have Shanice on here. Her story is just, it's remarkable, but God, okay. So today we are going to be speaking on episode 55 with Shanice Jones, author and resilience coach about the healing purpose of my story. And the the beauty of this is it's going to be raw, real, and relatable. Are you ready? Let's get started. Jesus, family, daily life coaching equals diaper changes, spaghetti in the hair, mom life moments, cold coffee, tea, and a whole lot of giggles. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down, let's be friends. Hi, my name is Angelica Stanley, and I help mamas unleash their God-given purpose, overcome mindset roadblocks, set effective goals, create the ultimate business and family roadmap aka strategies from heaven by providing daily life coaching that will help you mama live your dream of serving your family and your calling while creating streams of income by writing your story speaking from your story and launching the business to coach others from the outcome of your overcome that's right so if this is for you welcome to the 10 a.m connection Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. So I know we got some men listening and tuning in because we do have awakened leaders on various areas of this podcast. And first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the feedback and all of that great stuff. I just got done introducing Shanice Jones and to just let you know this topic, we're going to be talking from a a perspective of like an introduction 
because you know she is an author she is a resilience coach and a lot of times with that it comes sometimes you might hear things and you might want to pull back so i don't want to let just let her loose on you because she will We working on our fruit here. We working in that self-control <laughs> and the joy of the Lord. So Shanice, if you would do just us the honor of just introducing yourself real quick and letting us know who you are, why the title of your book, and then we'll just transition from there. Awesome. So my name is Shanice Jones, of course. And I am an author of Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. And I'm also a life coach. And I love coaching my clients. It brings me great joy seeing the transformation take place. I am also a speaker. I love to speak. If I could do anything for the rest of my life, it would definitely do be speaking. Um, I can talk y'all forever. So we gonna <laughs> try not to get there, okay? <laughs> But the reason why I named my book Heal Soul Trauma, I was in a um abusive relationship for 13 years. But before that relationship, I had been molested. I had my first child at 14 years old. Unfortunately, he died. Um, and I had to go all go through all that trauma at a very, very young age. And at, from age 14 to age, I want to say. 17 I was just so numb like I just wanted to just close off that part of my life that I lost my child and I just called myself moving on with life and I went to relationship after relationship so I met my kid's father and I now have eight children by but when I met him um he seemed like a real good guy right like oh he just treated me like a queen he respected me and then all of a sudden one day we was playing and I smacked him and baby, he turned around and he smacked the daylights out of me. And mm. I, I never had experienced that before. And I left him that day because I, at that time, I had a little bit of respect for myself. And I left that particular day and I said, I'm done. I'm never going back to him. And he snuck his way back in by, you know, rubbing my feathers, telling me he'll never do it again. And when I took him back, it was like a invitation to, you can hit me. It's fine, and I will settle, and I will never leave you. And from that day forward, he never respected me again, and it just mm. been on a roller coaster. And I just, from that particular day, it he was just became very, very abusive to the point that my soul was just so traumatized. I had developed PTSD, anxiety over the years in a relationship because I had no uh, consistency of of greatness only had the consistency of, I don't know if he gonna come in the house and knock my head off my shoulders. I don't know if I'm even gonna live to see the next day. That's how bad it had got it. So I end up writing my book to heal myself from the inside out. A lot of times we work on healing on the outside and we miss the inside. So mm. I thank God, God started from the inside to work and he's now he's working his way out on the outside, but he started from the inside. So that's how I got the title of my book. Wow. 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 I told y'all she came back in with a punch. Y'all better get your notebooks out. <laughs> y'all about to have a real raw and relatable coaching session. You literally just took us like Shanice, like you literally just took us through an entire journey with you 
and where it came from, identified where it started, showed what it can look like going back, knowing better, but not feeling like you could do better. Yes. And then really being transitioned to like, wait, I really can, I really can do better than this. Like something is, something is wrong. Like, and that's, that's where I will, I want to ask you the next part, because just to kind of get an, just to give the, you know, ladies and gentlemen, an opportunity to understand, like things just don't happen overnight. Like, right. Shanice, like you didn't just write the book overnight. No, like it was, it seemed like it was overnight because, um, I was actually just writing in my journal. It was just one of those nights mm-hmm. that I was, he was at my door, bamming on my door and I started having a panic attack, which I didn't know I was having a panic attack. I had no idea that I had PTSD. I had no idea that it was a panic attack. I just thought that my heart was pacing and my hands were sweaty and my stomach was squeezy. That's, mm. <laughs> that's all I thought. And so I grabbed my notebook and I'm going to write down these emotions. And before mm. you know it, I, I was at five pages. Before you know it, I was at 10 pages. And before you know it, I was at 15 pages. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. This is a book. Wow. And um, Holy Spirit started giving me the chapters of the book. And he started showing me how many pages he wanted in each chapter of the book. And I, I from that day forward, I just started writing. And I wrote every day from that very day. I want to say I wrote this book in under 30 days. Um, yeah, it, it was either under 30 days or at exactly 30 days. And I was just writing until Holy, I had nothing else left for that book. Mm. And I, when I published my book, I was still at a place of brokenness. Um, Mm. I still suffer from unstable emotions, um, very double-minded, and I still had a lot of stuff that I needed to heal from. So it was like, I wrote my book, but he had to take me through my own process of healing Mm. through my book, if that makes sense. Like he, he took, I wrote the book through a process, but I had to live the book in order for it to become an actual manifestation of a transformation process. Wow, that is so powerful. I oh, that so you literally went through like I couldn't make this up. Like I'd be talking to my oh wow, this God is so good. So you literally are now, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to know, like Shanice and I. How long have we known each other? About two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <and> so, like, <laughs> like two weeks. Lord, my God is so good. Glory be to God. So I say that to say this because those that have listened to the podcast and to like, we're not affiliated. I didn't work with her. She hasn't worked with me. Like we just met. Okay. And the reason why I want to throw this, I don't know if anybody has, you know, if you're tuning in and you've been a follower of the podcast, uh, I I know you, some of you, (laughs) but, um, like we just met. And the reason why I want to throw this in there is because what I just heard Shanice say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I just heard her say, I literally was at a moment where I was going through things. And instead of looking to others, because that never worked, I grabbed my pen and my paper and I got to work. Yes. That part. Mm. Mm. And that work inside of you 
like that, that anxiety, those panic attacks and that thing of needing to just like Shanice and I actually had spoken a little bit about this prior to, well, a we talked a lot prior to this recording, but, yeah. but talking about, you know, the, the, the struggle with like, you know, there's that side of the coin where you, you want to run from the healing, but I want to ask you, Shanice, what at this point that how, like, were you just like moved? Like you knew you just had to write about it. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how did it just happen that you just knew okay. that you had to let it out? Good question. So prior to this time of me writing in this journal, I had been in the presence of God. I want to say about <clears throat> a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So um, what did it look like for me? I had went on a journey of self-discovery. I didn't know at the time that it was a journey of self-discovery, but I remember one day in 2017, I was crying out to God, like, God, why am I here? Like, what am I here? Like, I know you're calling me to something. I felt like it was a tug on my heart to come home. Um, I don't know if anyone's listening and you feel like that, like you feel like it's more to your life, like where you at right now, you know, you have outgrown it. And I was at a place in my life. I knew that I had outgrown the relationship, the job, the just the excuses. I had just outgrown everything. And I was just crying out to God, like, God, why am I here? Like, what am I here for? And I didn't think he was going to answer me. I'm going to be honest because I had a traumatized soul. I felt like God was done with me, but mm -hmm. I felt like, let me get it a try. Let me see if he'll listen. And I mm -hmm. cried out to him. And from that day forward, every day when I would get up in the morning time, I would spend time because my goal was to learn his voice and to learn how he speaks to me. And mm -hmm. for like the first year, it felt like God was just quiet. And I remember getting up every morning, trying to hear his voice and writing in my journal. And what I learned was my journaling made me feel, made me feel, um, at ease. It didn't mm. make me feel clouded. It didn't make my, it made my mind at ease. It made me not feel like I was overloaded or over anxiety. I, I felt like the, my pen and my piece of paper was my way of healing my anxiety and the anxious feeling that I had felt every single day. So I felt like my writing was therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. So every too often, I feel like an overload, how a computer would be if you have to delete your computer because they have too many files. That's how I felt. I felt mm -hmm. like I, I have too many files in my mind or in my soul. I need to get this pen and piece of paper to release it. So any two times I feel like I'm overloaded, I get my pen and my piece of paper and it felt like I was talking to someone. It felt like mm -hmm. the person I was talking to was listening and they knew exactly what to say. And what I ended up discovering was God spoke to me through my writing. So a lot of times I will be in my quiet time and I will be writing and I'll watch a sermon and then I, the person that I, the sermon I was watch, will watch, they would say exactly what was in my journal. And I'll run and get my journal, like, hold on, wait, that was God. That was God, because they just said it, and they just confirmed what God was saying to me. So mm -hmm. how I wrote, it made me feel, it was like therapy, like someone was talking back to me. And that's how I learned how to identify God's voice as well. Wow, 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 wow. You literally just walked us through the power. Um, Second Timothy 3.16 says, 
all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for the training in righteousness. You were literally in the midst of that time of renewing your mind. Wow. Like he was, cause it was literally like, you were like, I'm trying to hear him. I'm trying to hear him. And you're like, you were so like hungry for it. You were like, I'm going to hear him. I'm going to, I'm going to, yes, you're I'm on Abba, Abba, no, like, yeah, I'm, please, Abba, please, Father. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And all of that time, what was happening is he was with you. It was, you were in the word. I think you had mentioned like there's power in the word and how it renewed, you know, we talked about this. And so like, it was like, he was working. It just wasn't working, but you being hungry for the word, like, I, I know this is good. Like you just knew you just had that belief, right? Yes. I was led to look at, um, cathartic process. Um, and I, so I typed this up real quick cause I had learned, you had mentioned about the pen and the paper and the writing and all of this, and that dropped in my spirit. And so I was looking at it and from my background, as those of you that know on here, working with mindset and my, you know, I ditched the mental health counseling to be in the lane of a coach. Cause God called me to be in this lane. And so I kind of pull on different things, like things that I don't even know that I remember. Okay. Like I really, I don't even know how I, how I graduated school to, to be honest with you. Um, but everybody in the team graduated. And I say that because like, there are things in your life that Shanice was talking about that she was writing about. And I believe it's in her book. Now I haven't read her book yet but y'all going to get the link. Y'all can find that and, you know, read the book and go through it and follow her and all her stuff and kind of just get to know her a little bit through her book because she literally takes you how she is right now. I know that's how she is in her book. Okay. And the reason I share that is because a lot of you, a lot of us, Shanice and I included, we have gone through things in our life that have made us very angry. Okay. Mm, yeah. And, and as women, anger, fits of rage, resent aggression comes out because of deep trauma. Correct, Shanice? Yes. Yes. And so I was led to the word cathartic dropped in because I, I share this on the podcast a lot and it's because, and it's defined. Now this is just a man, you know, a secular definition but I, I, we use tools like this when we're led because they actually allow us to understand our flesh so that our spirit can mature and subdue our flesh. Okay. Cause when you know what is against you, you can subdue it. You can take authority over it. So, um, in some studies like Freud and Brower, I believe they talked about the cathartic process a lot. So it's, the process of reducing or eliminating a complex, like an issue, a big thing by recalling it to the conscious awareness, allowing it to be expressed. There are some traumas that Shanice talks and walks you through in her book that help you heal and renew the mind in that deep level. And it's just because she's got the gift and the anointing to do it. She, she literally carries because she's gone through it, she is able to assist you. And, and it's not even really like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Shanice, like it's not even really like you have to try. It just kind of comes out, right? Yes. It like, it's li when I'm not even trying to teach, 
I teach. And it's like, I don't try. Like I'm, mm-hmm. all, I, all I do is literally take, even when I'm talking to my friends, um, I know some people I see post all the time, like uh, charge, charge, charge for what you know. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. happens when what you know comes so easy? Come and on. you're on the phone <laughs> with your friend and your friend is having a problem and you're coaching them through it. You're, you're not knowing that you're coaching them through the problem. You just doing something that's come so easy to you. Come on. Mm. 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 That's my point. Natural healing. We have these ways of healing that the world talks about and they say, and I'm, I believe it like, you know, like things work, right? I believe that there are people that believe that they work, right? Shanice, correct yes. me if I'm wrong, but then if you're listening, like Shanice said earlier, like your nothing worked for you. Like when, before Shanice went and, you know, was like, I need to grab this pen and paper. She had already had the experience that nothing else worked for her. So having this moment, I'm going to read this definition of catharsis just to kind of help you understand that a lot of times you may feel like you can't go and talk to certain or talk to anybody about these emotions and these things that are going on because they're scary. They scared you. Therefore, they've created, you know, all of these different things and the power. This is how good God is. <clears throat> Catharsis is the process of venting aggression as a way to release and get rid of emotions. Okay. The theory states, and this is a man-made theory. So I'm just, so just, we're walking lightly on this. I'm trying to, you know, this is how I'm led to, to explain it. The theory states that expressing or getting out of one's aggression and anger should reduce the feeling of aggression. When wow. we have, right? Like, girl, I couldn't have planned, we couldn't have planned this if we tried. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Not if we tried. <laughs> so the reason why I'm saying is like, Shanice, you have such a, a awesome testimony, very powerful, glory be to God, because I think, and I personally feel in my own personal walk, my own personal testimony, I was sent a mentor and whether she thinks she was a mentor or a teacher, whatever, you know, she was just a woman of God, a sister to me. And she literally was able to journey and like, I would be writing things and I was like, I can't share that. <laughs> like, cause that's a little, that's a little, you know what I'm saying, Shanice? Like, that's a little dark. And I'm coming to you from the perspective of y'all listening in the audience and looking like, well, who is Shanice? What is she doing? How she wrote this book? What is it? Like, I can, I can attest to the point where I was hesitant in reading other people's material or reading certain things or whatever it was because I knew that it was deep trauma. Yes. Yes. What was going to come out was going to be what it, but it needs to come out. And so if you're listening to this, I want actually Shanice, I want to, we're going to transition into the second question. If you don't mind just to kind of like, kind of ease into this or, you know, segue it, but what did the process look like for you? What did the process of like, when you were getting healed, what did that look like? Ugly. Uh, (laughs) Girl. Some people think 
um, I, I, I shared this on my Facebook page, but it was a woman. She was inside like by the ocean looking very peaceful. And we had, we see these, these mimmies all the time. Like I'm drinking my water, exercising and minding my business by the ocean. Like, so that's not what healing looks like. That's not what it was like for me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was losing my mind. I was angry. Um, <laughs> I was easily triggered. I was um, um, uh, crying all the time. I cried every single day at the drop of a dime. Um, I was calling my, I hated my abuser. I went through a process of hating my abuser. I went through a process of yelling at my kids every day, all day, because I was angry at myself. I went through a process of holding on to my emotions because some things I just did not want to let go. I wanted to hold on. It was like a part of me wanted to be healed. And a part of me wanted to hold on to my victim mindset because it helped me to feed that spirit, that, that womb of rejection and abandonment because my victim mindset got me the attention I wanted mm. so I went through this whole process of just uh I'm gonna say a process of elimination like the things that could not stay God is like the ultimate construction worker right mm. now we all know when they go to rehab a house or a building they don't go in and try to keep the things they will try to keep it but um they will eventually have to take the thing down that they want to keep because they understand that the foundation is not as strong so a lot of times when we they go in to repair a house, they have to gut out the house and get everything out the house. And if the foundation is shaky and rocky, they have to start all over in order to have a good foundation. That's the same way God is when he's rebuilding us and restoring us. He literally go in with a scalpel and he cut us open and it felt like he was doing surgery on me. And mm. he took out everything that had got inside of me due to the trauma that I've been through, the bitterness, the resentment, the rejection, the abandonment, um, the lack of confidence, the insecurities. It was like he was going in and he was doing work on me. He was taking everything out that did not belong. And to be honest, it was like some of the things I wanted to hold on to, like, no, I need this attitude. It's getting me by. No, I need, I don't want people to know that I'm suffering from sexual morality. I need to keep this hidden. And it was just so much that he was like, you know what? No, I'm going to cut you open. I'm going to take everything up out of you. So I went through a whole process of, of, um, of just eliminate everything out of me. And I was angry some days. I was crying some days. I was calling my abuser and I was cussing him out. I, some days I want to um, uh, flatten his tires. Oh, mm. <laughs> Girl, we, mm. I, I hated him for a season. It was a season that I couldn't even talk to him with respect. Uh, my kids would look at me. And when I did talk to him, i never forget the day I was talking to him with some sense and my son looked at me and he said "Ma, who is that a bill collector and I said no this is your dad that was your dad and he looked at me he said oh I never heard you talk so nice to him wow in six whole months he was every name in the book mind you I'm going through a healing process mm-hmm. and he was every name he I, I'm talking to God every day and he was every name in the book I was praying and repenting to God every single day and I want to uh, flatten his tires so when <laughs> my process, <laughs> Lord, Lord, thank you, the Lord, glory be to God, Hallelujah. <laughs> it was the ugliest. It was so ugly, and I tell people all the time, and I tell my clients, I want you to understand 
before you even get started. Don't think that you're going to have this image. You're laying by the ocean. That's the aftermath. Land by the ocean, letting the waters uh, go move back and forth. Because like when me and you was talking about before we started recording, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be by our ocean. I didn't want to be alone. Because to be honest, I didn't want to deal with some of the things he wanted to deal with. Mm-hmm. So why would I go lay by our ocean when he's telling me to forgive people? No, because now I have to think about that. And let me go ahead and eat something so I don't have to deal with that part. So mm-hmm. if you are someone and you're listening, like I want to be healed, understand when you start that process, healing is a beautiful thing. Do not get mm-hmm. me wrong because you're you going to pass down generational health and not generational trauma. So healing is a beautiful thing. However, it gets ugly, but at the end, the end is you land by the ocean and listen to the ocean run. <laughs> oh Lord, you can Jesus. enjoy You're walking on water. Yes, you can enjoy the you can enjoy yourself because to be honest, when you are broken, no one wants to be around you. And let's be honest, you only want to be around yourself. Mm. Mm-mm. And bitter. Mm. Yes. Busted. Mm. And Mm. and disgusting god, god showed me something earlier um you know the scripture about uh the bitterness rotting your bones and you see so many people that have so many uh health issues and they like you know i have anxiety and i have this and i have that and it's like you're holding on high blood pressure you're holding on to all of this unforgiveness you're holding on to all of this stuff inside of you and you're not understanding why your bones is rotting. You have you have bitterness in your heart, and mm. you don't want to let it go. You're you rotting your own bones. You're making yourself sick. Mm-hmm. So all that physical manifestation of the illnesses is just a physical manifestation of what's happening spiritual. The the things that you need to let go spiritual in order for you to have to be healed physically. Mm. Glory be to God. I was sitting here just, I'm literally sitting back in my chair waiting because he told me, he took me back to a moment when you was talking and he showed me this word, excavation. And you had talked about confirmation and things like that. Like, you know, you write and you showing up to church and you showing up and pastors are talking. And I received this very similar at a time when I was going through my my pit experience the the ugly that was coming out it was it was literally the the scariest but most rewarding experience i i like i can't even explain it like to know i don't know Shanice you know what i'm saying like to know that yes. even though that 6 month period that you referenced you know, um, right around the time when you said like, I was praying in the morning and then I would, you know, wanted to slit his tires and like, you know, get <laughs> like, you know, all of these things are happening. And I just remember in this moment and God dropped this word and I couldn't shake it. And it like followed and followed and followed me. And I create a mess. I created a messenger group in it. I created like, I was like, this is going to be like, okay, I know this is going to be something. And I said, I know it's not just for me, but I know that God is doing this in people and they're not going to know what it is. And a pastor, Stephen Furtick spoke and he said the word 
And when he said it right after, he said, wow, that would be a good church. That would be a good, and I'll never forget this moment because the reason, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because this word, you talked about the bitterness rotting the bones. I'm talking about people in the church. I'm talking about people in the church, that there are deep, deep wounds. The church, I'm not talking about the body, like the actual building. I'm talking about you, the church your body, your temple. And she had the bones. She talked about this. The word he gave me was excavation. And so my son growing up listened to, was listening right after I heard this word, I heard Stephen Furtick. My, my dad came to my house and he was like, oh, we should watch this. This is a new show. And we talked about it. And his name was Blippi. And it was a kid song kid cartoon. I said, okay, I'll watch it. And the first song I heard from this cartoon that talk about confirmation, right? In the storm, right? He says his song was excavation. <laughs> like, it's like, and wow. like tractor trucks. And I'm like in my house, like what is going on up in here? I was like blasting the radio. I was like, Jesus, Lord, hallelujah. Like, I, I don't know what to do with it. So I'm going to read this word to you because I believe that like the actual definition, um, there's tons of Bible scripture that you can search because she talked about bitterness and rotting of the bones. And I'm going to throw this in there, what she was talking about, because it's so powerful. And what I'm led to share is you're not just dealing with everything that's coming out of you. You're dealing with being a game changer. And Shanice can talk to you about this generational curses stuff because we share a common, uh, we're in agreement on this. You're dealing with everything in your entire bloodline that stops at you. Yes. And you're anointed to do that. And a lot of times it's not that you're afraid to heal. You're afraid and feel unworthy of his grace. Yeah, he would oh. make you. He created you. He knows the plans he has for you. Okay. Oh, so, good. <laughs> and so excavation by let's see, this is Oxford. This is Google. Like, and I'm not saying go to Google because don't you know go to God. Okay, but I'm just saying like pull the word up and look up the bones and just do some research for yourself. Get your mind unacclimated and start the renewing process. Shanice is a walking testimony of it. You know what I'm saying? Like she applied it. She did it. She was like, I'm going to hear God. And then all of a sudden, bam, she was hearing God the whole time. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. And I want to say a little bit on that. A lot of people say, I can't hear God. I can't hear God. I want you to ask yourself when you say I had a gut feeling or Mm. something told me it's not no gut feeling and and, and something told you that was holy spirit that told you you just been blamed on your gut your whole life honey that's holy spirit Mm. Mm. the world has led Mm. you to think that it's your gut but it's spirit yes Mm. Mm, mm, mm. excavation the bible also says shanice and this just because you said that to me girl this is gonna be glory be to god at the word talks about in the last days, the belly of the people will be their idol, will be their God. Oh, wow. So 
if you, if Shanice just told you something and it struck something, that's where, now I might have not have said it correctly, you know, so if you want to question, you want to go check the word, go check the word. I always encourage you read the whole chapter, the beginning, the middle, the end, get the context, okay? And if you want to chat about it, then we can chat about it. We can fellowship. But I just, that was what dropped in my spirit. And I want to encourage you to go read because if you've been fighting certain things, now that you can identify them, you know exactly what it's stopping you from. It's stopping you from your purpose. It's stopping you from what God, God already created you to do this. It is going to happen. It's going to happen. You can either do it willingly yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be a couple bumps more until you get it. Okay. <laughs> so the definition of excavation, the action of excavating something, especially as an archeological site. The sentence reads, the methods of excavation have to be extremely rigorous. A similar word is unearthing, uncovering or revealing. The second um, definition of this from the Oxford language is a site that is being or has been excavated. The sentence reads, inside the excavation were the bones of some huge creature. Wow. Similar, the word is hole, hollow, cavity, pit, crater, cutting, trench, through, or trough, excuse me, trough. Wow. Wow. So if that don't sum up the reason why you are a game changer. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I, I want to say a lot of people are afraid to leave their day ones. I think we talked about on our podcast when we were talking about being afraid of success. I know I went through that. That was a part of my process too, being afraid to succeed because I knew I was not going to be able to I was going to leave some of my day ones, my A ones, but I also knew I was not going to be able to procrastinate. You talking about a process. I was not going to be able to walk in this place of self-doubt because that's a, another reason why a lot of us is walking around like, I don't know, should I start my healing process? Should I believe in yourself? If you feel like that's, the, that's what you need to do right now, do it. Stop delaying it. Because like you said, either we gonna, either you're going to do it willingly or you gonna be forced, but such you gonna do it, bro. You gonna do it. He told he uh, Jesus told Peter Paul told told Paul why do you keep kicking against the goads? And that term, that language is why do you keep kicking against the wall? Like your purpose. Why do you keep yes. looking up? Look up the word. I think it's the new living or no, not the new living. It's the King James, new King James version. But he uses the word goads. And I know it's an axe, but he uses that word. And when that happens, you're kicking against purpose. You're kicking against what he's called you. That a lot of times you think it's the enemy, but it's really God saying, I made you. You are fearfully and, that, and wonderfully made. And, <laughs> like, and I had that was exactly what happened to me. I couldn't understand why I was so uncomfortable. I mean, everything I did, I woke up every single day in complete turmoil. I was reading this book and it's by uh, Tim Sheets. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think it's angels. It's something with angels, but he talked about the different angels and 
what our angels is called to do, how we have warring angels. And we have this angel called the turnaround angel. And he said that the turnaround, the turnaround angel, uh, uh, actually like it taught you how a demon torment you, an angel basically like torment you to make you so uncomfortable to push you into destiny. And mm. when I read it, it made so much sense. I said, that's why I was so uncomfortable every, it, Every time I was around a certain person, which was the relationship I was in, I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable at the job. I was just so miserable. And I had got to the point, I just started yelling, God, what are you trying to say to me? And it was like, okay, we got her attention. Y'all can leave her alone now. <laughs> Ooh, Jacob. Jacob, yes. you got, you wrestle. God wrestle with <laughs> I love this girl. This is so, yes. glory be to God. Oh my goodness, this is powerful. I told y'all, oh Jesus, Shanice, you are a blessing. You really oh, are. Oh, thank you. You really Praise are. Praise God. Praise God. Glory, I mean, glory be to God. You really are a blessing because, I mean, did you know you were called to speak from your story right away? Was it what you expected? Um, you know what? Yes. Because I Actually, he revealed to me that I had a gift of speaking before i'm gonna say he revealed to me that i had the gift of speaking and writing at the same time um i was actually once again in my devotion devotion and i had wrote down on a piece of paper your gifts is writing and reading i mean uh speaking and, and writing and and i wrote that down and i had a real close friend and what she was we were just talking and she wrote an email out of nowhere your gifts is <laughs> Wow. writing and speaking and I was like O-M-G I couldn't believe that she had said this in the email because what we was talking about had nothing to do with um what was the e but what she said that I'm like this just came out of nowhere but it was just that confirmation the Holy Spirit mm. spoke through her um but I actually he called me to start making YouTube uh videos and I had this long uh, uh, um, list why I couldn't do it. God, I have a speech impediment. I talk too fast. They're not going to understand how <laughs> wow. I was Moses. I was Moses. I'm like, I had a speech impediment. I can't Girl. talk. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I had the whole gif, but as I started doing uh, YouTube videos, nobody was really watching, but I started doing my YouTube videos. What I noticed was my speaking started getting stronger. Uh, my articulation started getting stronger. Holy Spirit started teaching me different words. And I'm like, he would tell me a word and I would look it up and then he would teach me how to say it. Like, mm. it was just, if I told anyone that he can be your speech therapist, they probably would look at me like I was crazy. But mm. but God, he, glory be to God. God. He would mm. tell me a word. And then I will, I will try to say the word. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, I can't say it. And then it would, he'll say it, I'll say it in my mind again. And then I'll say it in my mind again. And then I'll say it, and then I can say it. Mm. it. It was so crazy. So crazy. But so, my process with God have been definitely a daughter and a father that had a bad relationship. But the whole time, it was a daughter and not the father. It has been that type. Like I have like grew my relationship to go um, trusting him more. Um, here, here, I mean, the, the journey has been hard, but it's been rewarding because I can finally walk on earth and not feel alone anymore. Like I know I got my father and I know he loves me. 
you're in the you're in this world but not of this world yes yes and I'm more confident that I'm going to I was always afraid of death like oh if I die I'm going to hell (laughs) (laughs) we're not laughing like that's not a joke but like (laughs) yes like I know we're laughing but it's not a joke but that's how I thought but Mm -hmm. now I know I'm confident that when my father come back and get me and he rapture me up that I'm going to go to heaven with him and we're going to hug and I'm going to be able to see Mm. him face to face. Like I have this confidence in that now and I never had that confidence before. Wow. Wow. Shanice, do you have any closing encouragement for our audience? Because this is jam-packed. Any closing Um, encouragement? My encouragement My encouragement would be if you do nothing else in your whole entire life, find your purpose and feed it, water it. Not only find your purpose, not just, of course, to obey God, right? It's not about Mm -hmm. your gifts and your talents, but it's about relationship because you don't want to get so cooped up on doing the will of God that you miss God. And what do I mean by that? I mean, be so um, uh, um, on the uh, uh, this wheel of, you know, doing, making sure you serve your gifts and your purpose that you miss the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like, get that down packed and everything else will just follow and not just chase God for the sake of you, but allow his presence to go in your bloodline for a thousand years. How beautiful. Ooh. For your God's presence after you leave this earth, his presence will still be here. If you read the book of Kings, mm. it talks about how um, the king he did was evil in the eye of the Lord and his kids followed. Or the king did what was right in the eye of God and the son lived according to the father. So Glory imagine if you if you leave this earth and you walk circumspectly on this earth, and you allow God's spirit to reign. And when you leave, his spirit is still dwelling in your kids. How beautiful is that for a thousand years, God's presence be upon you and your children. So mm. that's the advice that I that have. That right there, for all the mamas listening and the men, women, just family in general, that is children's children, legacy. Yeah. Mm. Yes. That is so beautiful. Shanice, how can people get in touch with you and get your book and all of this amazing nuggets of gold from God? <laughs> so you guys can follow me at Linktree at I am I am Shanice. And you guys can get my book over at Amazon um, at Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. And you guys can follow me. Uh, when you go to my Linktree, my um, what my uh, logins for my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, all of that is over there on Linktree. So again, it's Linktree at I am Shanice. Wonderful. And I'll go ahead and leave all of that in the description of this podcast so that you all can, you know, click, tag, share, do whatever you need, connect with her, whatever it is that you need. Okay. All right. Shanice, thank you so much for this. This is, I, I could just keep going forever. I know this isn't done. Like, I know we're going to continue on this. Um, yes. Thank you. I pray thank you. 
You're welcome. I think, um, yes, it is an honor. And I pray the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus and your family and your children's children forever yeah. and ever in Jesus name. Yeah. Thank you. Until the next time on the 10 a.m. Connection, let's listen to this message. Hey, Mama, if that was a kicker for you, good. (laughs) No, I say this with all like, you know, really with just joy in my heart, because I um, I want to invite you to the Get Your Fruit Back series. So if this is a kicker for you and you're really wanting to dive deep and have fun with healing, then this is for you. So click the link in the description because not only is this going to help you identify a fruit, move in the fruit, and grow into the fruit, it is also going to help you package your entire process so that you can create your ideal client service profile. So you might be asking, what is your ideal client service profile? Well, your ideal client service profile is a tool that I created to help you go through a process so that you can get your authentic, whether it's a coaching program, a coaching business plan, whether it's a blog, a podcast, whatever it is, it's your business service profile. So the ideal client service profile is the beginning stage for your business service profile to create that big offer. Now, the blessing in doing this is not only are you developing in your authenticity, taking accountability and preparing to steward the abundance that God created you for, you are also having the opportunity to package and prepare. Honestly, mama, it makes doing business with God so much easier, okay? To God be the glory. So I pray this helps you. I pray this encourages you. Click the link in the bio and I can't wait to see you inside of Well Valley Daily Women's Group.